With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Player Profiler and our podcast network is super resource intensive, and we rely on premium subscriptions to the website playerprofiler.com to keep the engine running. Go there, sign up for our player rankings, Dynasty Deluxe, DFS package, or go all in. Those that subscribe are everything to us. Welcome to the Deep End. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. Tonight's special guest, Joe Ostrowski from BetQL Daily. Odyssey, bro. It's my other job working at WGR at Odyssey Station in Buffalo. I'm sure those guys will appreciate me calling that my other job. Uh, but Joe and I have talked almost weekly for a couple of years. He's become a friend. And tonight we've got a chance to talk about Bulldog because he's not uh, in the room. And I know Adam will enjoy that. Seriously, we're going to look at a couple of high stakes drafts that we're each in. I mean, separately, Adam's got a best ball draft that he's just completed last night. I'm in a fantasy pros championship on the clock. I want to show you what that looks like and see if Adam can predict my pick. Then we'll talk to Joe about the NFL draft and the props. He's an expert in the betting markets and can hopefully help us predict some things we're going to get next weekend in the NFL draft. Really fun time of year. Mike and Adam, thanks for watching and listening. YouTube, Spotify, wherever you catch us, iTunes. And here we go. Welcome to the Deep End. seems kind of deep end do you ever change your team name when you sign up and then when the league fills change it to draft guys so like you play a little game that people won't know it's you I mean that's at the same time I think maybe a little crazy but um, I'm sure there's got to be some merit to it there's a reason why people do it and that is I think that is the deep end Adam I mean that is pretty deep end stuff um absolutely not I will. I, I I want people to know to know where I am. <laughs> Although I'm saying this now, like I'm some type of alpha. We're about we get about 13 rounds into this draft. I'm in last, last night, and it's with Billy. Uh, he didn't know I was joining. I didn't know he was joining, and he's picking right right next to me. And we get about 13 rounds in, and I'm like, "Why did you let me get the Raven stack?" And he's like, "What draft are you in?" I'm like, "Are you freaking kidding me, Billy? I'm sitting right <laughs> next to you with the same name I've used for three years." Like, so I just let, I let him, I let, I let him have it. So um, <laughs> He's, but, he uh, might be numb at this point. That's right. He's right. No one, no one him. He's probably, it's like those professional online poker players. He's probably got five drafts going on at the same time. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't even know I'm there. So. And I uh, like how we're saying this just like sort of disparagingly, but we're both jealous. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> I mean, the guy's building a podcast studio in his basement. I wish one his old one. Can I have the old podcast? Can he fly that across the country? Listen, but, about being in draft, you're like, I want people to know it's me. Excited to uh, to be able to to see you tonight and actually know it's you uh, tonight here on the deep end. We've new, new uh, a breakthrough. A break a breakthrough. Apparently, all I had to do was restart my computer. I, I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not, because I went, guys, I went and bought brand new internet, router, modem. I've got, I got, I got the works. We get on the show before the show and it's still blurry. And I'm like, well, let me just restart my computer. Oh, look, it works. So. 
whatever. I do it for the, I do it for the, do it for you guys, do it for the show, but thank you for fighting through that with me. Off and on for the win yet again. That's off, right. and on. off and on. That's right. You can't, you can't beat off. No amount of uh, technicians can outdo uh, off and on. Yep. All right. We'll have Joe with us in about 10 minutes, really taking a hard look at some draft props and again, figuring out maybe what they tell us, but let's look at a couple of drafts, draft boards first. We'll, yeah. we'll start with mine because I'm up. This is the FFPC Fantasy Pros Championship. You can tell which team I am because it's the one that's next to pick, Team 6. Adam, for me, this is a dream start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when you showed it to me, I was like, man, did he really just get Olave, who I absolutely love, in the third round? Uh, it's not even about the third round. It's the fact that you took Amon Ross St. Brown and the one receiver went between – you know, right. him, uh, between him and, and Alave, which I mean, I like Higgins too. Um, but yeah, dream start, you know, again, so this is for people, like you said, uh, this is not a best ball. So this is, you have to set your lineup in this. This is a million dollar prize up top tournament format here. So you're, you know, um, different strategies come into play. Um, maybe quarterbacks don't go as early, but it looks like they are four. What did I see four in the third round. Right. Uh, you know, that might be a reason why a lot of it was pushed back to you. But so some different strategies here. You're not doing as many of these because you got to set, set your lineup. So, um, yeah, I mean, talk, talk us through. I mean, start with the first pick. I mean, we're only three rounds in. So start with the first pick. Talk us through it. I will. I want to say it's more expensive. This is a $350 draft. But the way it feels to me with all, if you will, best ball mania that there is and all the best ball love people – love how they don't have to the drafts are so easy they don't have to do anything you know it's it's only april man doesn't that sound like there's an edge in here i mean if people are it's still it's not cheap to play in the never too early that's 125 if you're loading up on those because you're worried about the management there's an edge in here so i'm very excited to have my first redraft team of the year and for it to be this team so far i'm super excited cooper cup at six Amon Ross St. Brown at 207. Then, as you said, next 10 picks before it was my turn again, one receiver. Jacobs, Chubb, Hawkinson, Brees Hall, Pollard, and Henry. Okay. Josh Allen, Andrews for the double tight end team there. Cool. T. Higgins at 304 and Hertz at 305. Um, Alave at 306. So now I'm up at 407. And can you look at this? and have an idea where I want to go next. Oh, boy, you got you got me going bare knuckle already. Bare knuckle. <laughs> bare knuckle it, Adam. Come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, so um, well, first of all, Sean says too many receivers for redraft. Again, this is the whole, you know, zero RB versus uh, heavy RB takes, stuff like that. Um, Sean um, leads running backs, I think, for, for, for sure. I'm okay with – if I'm going to go with a zero RB build, I prefer it in a lineup setting league. Um, for sure. Agree, agree. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, especially when you get guys. And again, you're going to do a bunch of, a, a bunch of these. And when you get a guy like Olave falling, um, I don't think, let me see cup Brown. So you don't have a quarterback right now. You're obviously looking at the stack. Um, the top tight ends I think are gone. Um, I would, so I would think running back now I'm looking as I look, man, Jacobs went early. Um, someone brought up Hopkins. Sean also brought up Hopkins when it went a little early here. That's, although that's a receiver. Um, mm-hmm. I would think 
although only four receivers went after Olave. I would think maybe a running back here, but this is the running back dead zone. Gibbs, man, I feel like Gibbs went early too. Yep. Uh, I would think a running back here. The top running back up, according to Fantasy Mojo ADP, is Dalvin Cook. And I want no part of Dalvin Cook. Me, me either. So I will tell you that I'm not picking a running back here because I just don't like the timing of it. It's not like more running backs have gone in these three and a half rounds than usual. It's pretty much what it's pretty much the number, whatever it is, 15, uh, maybe. And so um, I'm going to show you who I well, actually, you know what? I'll give you two options. Okay. And you can uh, basically make the pick for me unless I hate it because I'm two guys here that I'm happy with, so I won't hate it. One is Drake London. Okay. For wide receiver start. Yeah. And I kind of do want to go receiver again because there are only four behind me on five teams total. So yeah. I really kind of put the pressure on behind me. Yeah. Or I will show you the player profiler page of the player I would pick possibly instead. Oh, wow. While you're looking at oh. Oh. Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Um, talk, talk, talk me through just to get that tight end. Is that the end of the tier for you, Mike? Not really. It's not really value. Um, it's just a way to have a tight end that I think, you know, you're happy with week to week going into your season, you know, health notwithstanding. And, um, you know, kind of take that, take, take care of that instead of a fourth receiver. I, I mean, there's also a quarterback play here that might be worth considering in Burrow. But um, I think I want to wait. I, I've liked in these drafts the, the the end result more often when I'm not hurrying to quarterback or sort of panicking a little bit. Even in Superflex, I like how the team looks in the end more when I'm not taking one, you know, outside of those like top three uh, where, you know, you're, you're not mad at your team if you do that. Yeah. So I'm between London and Goddard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Sean. So where, what's the? I mean, there is no ADP. This thing. I mean, there is a little bit at this tournament just started, but yep. um, is it is it early for 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 London? No. Okay. Uh, it's not. There's also Debo, by the way. Man, I, I'm probably. I would probably go Debo over London, uh, but fine, whatever. London, um, like, you know, like like Sean brings up in the in the in the chat. It's it, the pass. The passing rate, I mean, the whole Pitts thing, right? Like that Pitts was killed last year because of the the pass volume. I don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be like. The fact that you don't need a receiver makes me and, – and I think um, Debo's upside is higher. I'm not trying to talk into Debo. I'm just thinking between those two. I think Debo's yep. upside is higher, which you would like in a wide receiver four to have that ability for him to be a wide receiver one. So I would probably go Goddard here then would be the guy that I would choose just because I, I don't love the London pick here. Um, and I think okay. Goddard to me kind of is like, a he is one of these guys that you can rely on week in and week out. Whereas, you know, it's going di- to, that's going to disappear quickly, um, at the tight end p- position. So especially, well, there's two teams behind you that, that have tight end. Yeah. Like the Hertz team is next. I mean, yeah. it's, it's kind of how I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm feeling like wide receiver is the, is the play to put the pressure on the teams behind me. Like they're already going to feel that pressure with, you know four wide receivers combined among five rosters through three rounds. But yeah. All right. Uh, Think about it. (laughs) Think about it. You got 30 minutes here. 
between before we get out of here. Clock runs out in an hour, so I should. Uh, yeah, take to take your time. I lean, I lean Goddard because again, it also gives you your. Then you can look back at Jeff Gray. I'm loaded at receiver. I got an elite tight end. Then you can move on from there. If you go receiver, you're still loaded at receiver, but you might not get that elite tight end. Um, London just has. To, I just have a couple question marks about London, but okay. Um, also, I DJ think, Moore, by the way, on the board in that. If what a what a start! What a first three picks! I mean, that's beautiful, beautiful start. You want to do yours now, or maybe we'd have a little bit more time. I think if we put it at after uh, Joe Ostrowski, you want to take a quick look at yours, or you want to spend more time with it? Um, let's take a quick look at mine, and then Good. if Joe pops in, he's he's not in yet. So if Joe pops in, I'd like to have Joe's opinion of your draft. Oh, obviously, of course, if we get him, come on. Um, all right, so here here's mine. Here's my draft. So this is a a never too early. Best ball tournament over at the FFPC. I did this last night live, 10 to 10 p.m. I do it. Of course, I pop in and there's Billy sitting at the eight spot <laughs> right in front of me, eight, nine here. So he didn't even know I was there. It was terrible. No, um, no of course not. Um, so yeah, it gets to me. I didn't really have a have a have a plan. This is uh, I haven't done a lot, a, a lot of these yet. Uh, went went Tyreek. I love Tyreek. Um, you know, I think everyone pretty much loves Tyreek. Came back and went, I'm on Ross. So they had some decisions there. Um, not really at the running back position, but more at the receiver spot. Um, so I went with Amon Ra. I love love the Lions offense. We'll talk a lot about the Lions offense uh, here this offseason. Maybe we'll battle over it because uh, I, I don't think you're as high on it as I, as mm-hmm. I am. I can't believe, I can't believe we've, we've, we've flip-flopped on Amon Ra here. Now that Amon Ra is going in the top of the second, I'm all in. <laughs> I just took him too. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. Um, came back around. I was not planning on taking a receiver there. But I just I loved T. Higgins. Um, I would have taken Olave over Higgins, but Olave went. So again, here's a three wide receiver start in a best ball, which I was not planning on doing. Um, and then it goes back in the fourth one. I take Najee. I just think the volume with Najee um, is going to be there as running back fourteen in the fourth round. I need I needed a running back, um, and so I went I went kind of with the safety there. Um, I was hoping on Burrow, but I got sniped for the Burrow Higgins stack. Um, you know, I was cursing Billy for, for, for doing that to, to me. Um, but I went with, I went with Lamar and this is what we'll, we talk about this a lot too, is, you know, do we take the receivers and then take our quarterback to stack or do we do the reverse? And Lamar is one of the guys we can flip it, assuming that we think Lamar is back in Baltimore. So I ended up going Lamar. I don't got to break down every single pick here, but yeah, I went yeah. Lamar knowing that I was going to get Bateman or Beckham, um, even though his number one receiver is probably Andrews, but um, so I, I, and then I ended up getting Bateman and Beckham later on in this draft, um, after I went, you know, kind of running back heavy there. And that's what I, what I kind of tend to do. Like if I go receiver heavy or vi- vice versa, I'll just load up on the other, on the other position. I didn't realize I had kind of taken four running backs there in a row, but I like the value on, on all of them. You know, Javata, obviously question marks, but, uh, Rashad White, I love all the passing down work he, he could get there. David Montgomery, obviously Lions offense, love the idea of him behind that line. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's just, I, uh, I ended up doing that, just um, grabbing a bunch of running backs in, in, in a row there um, and then ignoring it for a while, but got some guys I liked later on. Josh Palmer uh, had to take a stab on Sean, Sean Tucker, my guy out of Syracuse. Um, and then I know, Later on here, I know Billy loves Mechie and Marvin Jones, so I thought I'd snipe him there <laughs> a, little, a little bit, and I needed some more some more receivers. So Billy um, loves Mechie. Is that a show I watched in the eighties? <laughs> yeah, probably. Isn't that a sitcom that it I was not after step what's, by step? I think. What's jo- <laughs> Josh Allen at one hundred and four? Yeah, I know. 
I know. Fat Cat Jackie was loving it. I mean, look at Mahomes in the second. It's just these quarterbacks are just going wild. I don't know how many teams Fat Cat has. Maybe they just needed to get that not Josh enough. Allen. Not enough. You know, not, not, enough. <laughs> not, not, not enough at all. But I mean, um, uh, maybe, but yeah, what, maybe what, a mistake. Maybe a mistake or thought it was super flex. Definitely a mistake. Maybe they thought it was super flex. I mean, there's a lot of different formats out there right now. But um, what are your uh, what are your quick thoughts on any of my team as Joe is in the background here? Joe's yeah, in the, I'll, I'll Joe's in the say, green room. Joe's in the green room. I'll just say, you know, to be good at this, I think you have to be able to play the stacking game in either direction. Yeah. You know, if you if you miss out on, I'd rather have Jackson than Burrow anyway. But if you if you miss out on Burrow to put with Higgins as you did. You know, Jackson, lock that up. And then you already know or even can look, depending on if you have time, you know, you want to be able to know Bateman and Beckham and what that is. Uh, I had a Bateman-Beckham decision the other day, and I texted you and a few other friends. It was unanimous. Bateman first. So I thought that was interesting. Um, it's, a, it's a more of a stack-friendly tournament, I think, this tournament. So um, I like what you did with the Ravens, uh, ultimately. I wanted to see Isaiah Likely down at the bottom. He ended up going in front of you. I was, he was a guy I had queued up. My tight ends are absolute garbage. Again, this is not um, what I would recommend doing. But, again, if they're garbage, you got to get four four garbage ones and hope hope, <laughs> hope that one of them pops. Uh, J- Jake Ferguson, I mean, I kind of like that idea there. We'll see. Yeah, what me too. Happens. Me too. We'll I, I think that's interesting. Do, you know? Um, and, and the rookies are interesting, too. We need a tight end show. Listen, we can do <laughs> We can I mean, really, really, it is like you all you've always heard stay away from rookie tight ends, but there are four or five this year that might get play. And so I'm not sure I want to stay away from them. Excited to bring on Joe Ostrowski to talk more about the yeah, draft, absolutely. including tight ends, perhaps. I mean, probably and the props. But uh, before we do that or hi, Joe, as we do that, let's take a moment to get a word in from our sponsors. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. And one of our key missions is to make as much statistics and information and deep analysis available on playerprofiler.com for free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all this possible. If you can't do All In, that's okay. We have a draft kit. Or you can just subscribe to the player rankings. Those now include tight end premium FFPC ranks. Our brand new data analysis package will blow your hair back. And of course, there's our Dynasty Deluxe and our DFS Dominator. Take a moment, check out our premium services to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get Get the show. <laughs> the bell. I don't think it was a bit, but I would have loved it if Joe had just left uh, <laughs> the screen for a second. Joe, I feel like this is meeting you a little bit. Yeah, we haven't done the the video thing, right? Right. We haven't we haven't done that before. So yeah, a little bit. But you've you've seen clips of me on Twitter, but yeah, the live. Yeah. The live interaction. I've been on the facilitate that. camera. That's, That's true. Right. Adam. I'm glad I could facilitate this this meeting. Joe, I've been <laughs> Joe, you can ask Mike. I've been begging 
Mike, to invite <laughs> you on this show for like a year. I've been, you know, I've obviously been listening to you on Mike's show um, over there in Buffalo, and it just it's it's, it's my favorite segment of, of, of the week. Listen to you talk talking about props, talking about the betting over there, and I, I just absolutely love it. So I'm so happy to have you on the show. Very kind of you. So, so Mike was not lying when he said that he has mentioned that to me in the past, but uh, yeah, the last couple of weeks, Mike, I don't know if you've ever dealt with losing the voice. Boy, that, that is not fun. (laughs) It is not fun. So last couple of weeks I've missed those appearances, but yeah, I, I always love it. And of all the radio hits I do for Odyssey, I mean, the Buffalo fans, whether it's via Twitter or just joining my pools, like, it is. It, it's crazy. It, it's unbelievable the response. And I just got back from baseball practice, and uh, I, I didn't even tell you, guys, tell you, Mike. There's definitely a member, a family of Bills Mafia that is on my team this year that that live in the area. He, he missed a couple winter practices because they drove back for the, for the playoff game. So yeah, I, I'm wow. I'm well aware of what it, what it's like. We're everywhere. I think um, yes. So well, I'm glad you're feeling better. And I'm excited to talk about some of these props uh, tonight. Now, I've told you, you know, in New York State, we can't bet the props for the draft. But uh, <laughs> the one time recently, Adam, where I said that on GR with Joe on the line, he's like, you can through me. I can do it. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, there's still there's still a week. But did you not tell me that the number of props available are is down, that, that there are fewer options for the betters? this year, if that's correct. And is that just because, you know, it just is a sort of a losing game for the books. It's too easy to beat them. It's exactly what it is. The, the books are sick of getting their butts kicked. It's what it is. And I, you don't have any sports books sponsoring this show, right? No, not yet. Not okay. yet. Not I don't want to, I'll just, I'll just put it out there. Cause I want to be truthful. Um, the one sports book that has had the most available for the longest period of time, most markets DraftKings, and they were the only one out there for a long, long time. I know over the weekend, Caesars posted some props. Now FanDuel is starting to do some stuff. I saw they have odds for the first 10 slots, which which players are going to go there, not tying them to a team, but just like I, I'm, you know, covering the Bears. I'm interested in who they have as a favorite at number nine. And at number nine, they have Jalen Carter as the favorite. So I find that interesting. We're starting to see more. I know BetMGM is going to roll it out next week but uh what the sharp sharper betters are interested in is the over under on draft position for players that's what they've been destroying the books on and they're not available at most places the list of players available to bet on draft position numbers is very limited it's about a dozen even at the books that are offering stuff so they plan on offering more more betting opportunities for people that are into this, but it's going to be next week. It's after they figure out what exactly the right number is. I mean, my attitude, of course, is like, come on, you guys win at every sport. Can, can you give the better something? But they, they don't even want to budge just in it, in even an inch, in, uh, and and let the betters get anything. But uh, there, there are some markets, and there's been some movement, especially with the number one overall spot that I'm sure you guys want to talk about. Yeah, Adam, that was interesting because it was C.J. Stroud from the day of the trade with Chicago until Chris Mortensen went on ESPN and said, I think you guys are wrong. He was pressed. It was, it was a kind of a cool, raw moment if you watched it with McShay and Kuyper and Field Yates. 
because they sort of said random generic things. And then Mortensen said, I didn't say it was decided, but I don't think you play Mortensen. And I don't think he plays the other, the game, the other way. Like no, nobody's messing with him to me. I think the other guys like Rappaport sort of is part of the machine. I don't think Mortensen is. So for me that day is what this is going to be Bryce. It's going to be Bryce Young. And I don't know if that's right exactly. And I don't know either what happened with Carolina, but uh, Adam, I think it's over that it's going young to Carolina. And and he also canceled his visits. So I, maybe he thinks so too. Yeah. I think, you know, and this brings up so many different thoughts. I, I think you're right. I think it's over. I think Bryce Young is one overall. If I didn't have any of that information, I would have, I would have bet Stroud as one. Cause I just think Stroud, you know, I think people will try to do that, try to bet like what they think is the best pick. Like I think Stroud is so much better. I think so. I would have bet that that Stroud would have gone number one. And so that brings me to another, another point or question is, do you mm-hmm. think Joe, that there's just the props aren't up yet because there's just so much, there's too many people involved. Like there's too much information out there where like, you know, someone might know CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud's like, yeah, uh, the Panthers aren't taking me. Like they already told me they're not set. or something to that effect. And then, then they can go hit the books. Although there's, there's very, there's, isn't a ton of uh, it's the, the, the bets are capped on a lot of these props too. So you really can't go yes. nuts. Right. So, it feels like this year, and I heard Daniel Jeremiah talk about this on his most recent podcast, and I think he's right. And he usually is with these sort of sorts of things. It is so wide open. What can happen in these top 50 picks? The number of players that could go back half of the first round or in the second round, it's it's off the charts. And so this Bryce Young to go number one. I mean, the, the books are telling us it's done too. Uh, I see it right now. FanDuel is the highest number, minus 1,500. So, I mean, now we're knocking on 95% implied probability that it's going to be Bryce Young number one. And what I'm most interested in is, okay, we think we know something. Now we can kind of figure out the rest. There's value on number two overall pick. Now they've posted top 10 picks. Or you can try to take a stand and figure out how you can bet around this. Like, okay, you missed the Bryce Young thing. He was three to one not long ago, but you missed it. Okay, but that's all right. But now we could, if you have a strong opinion that, look, it's going to be quarterback and it's going to be Stroud, even though there are rumors of straight up Houston taking Will Anderson. There's been chatter of they like Will Levis of the three other quarterbacks more than anybody else. But if you strongly believe that it's going to be Stroud, I'll pull up number two overall right now. Will Levis Anderson. was the favorite last night for a minute, or is he not? Is he not still, or what? Will Anderson's the favorite. Okay. And a lot of that was on um, uh, the Texans beat writer that I'm not. John McClain. John McClain. Yeah, yeah. He, he mocked that a week ago. So the second favorite, it's really close, it's Levis and Stroud. You can get Stroud right now at number two overall at plus 275. I, I still think end of the day – He's the best or second best quarterback. He checks so many boxes. A lot of questions about the other two guys in Levis and Richardson. I, I think Stroud right now, we might look back in a week and be like, oh man, that was a lot of value at, at nearly three to one. Plus yeah. trades. Like yeah. the last two days, it's been Houston wants to move down. I mean, if, if you believe that, and I choose to, the league knows that. And maybe it's not as expensive as it was three weeks ago. It's not to be compared with the Bears trade, perhaps 
mm-hmm. I don't know, like could be Stroud, could be Richardson. There's value at number two overall, no matter who you pick, though. That's the that's the takeaway. Whichever stance you want to take. Right. I, I choose I choose to believe that it's not going to be Will Anderson. And he's the favorite right now. So that's why I believe that that there's value elsewhere. And you know, just tracking some of these, some of these mocks, a lot of people that have a history of being being very accurate, like they have different ideas. Like I was looking at Walter Football, and historically, he's one of the more act both of them, Charlie Campbell and Walter over at over at WalterFootball.com. Historically, they've been very good. And the one that was released today, um, uh, Walter Cherapinski, I believe the last name is. Yeah, he's got he's got the first defensive player drafted at third overall, Christian Gonzalez. That you can find at forty to one, like that might be worth something, you know. Um, so I mean, I, I take a look at that. I know you had Evan Silva on the show, and he's had he's had a good track record. He was going over his ma- his mock Brugler. Like those are a lot of the mocks that I pay attention to, as opposed to Kuiper. McShay, some of the newsmakers out there that aren't all that accurate. And lot like like you alluded to earlier, they're doing a lot of favors for people as well. Yeah. Gonzalez, uh, that's sort of a flashback to Derek Stingley last right. year. Hundred to one to go who, third. Who went wow. third? I think Evan had that. Yeah. I did talk to Evan on WGR today, and you brought this up earlier when you were listing what's available, Joe. Uh he the one pick, if I remember correctly, I know he said this at least that he thought was like the closest thing to a lock of anything we brought up mm-hmm. was Jackson Smith and Jigba to go later than 12 and a half in his mock draft. He put him at 20 and we know like Evan from established the run, we should plug his, his site. Uh, he, he, he knows people in the league mm-hmm. last year. He, he gave out Olave to new Orleans and London to Atlanta specifically, but he, he thinks it's, very likely that Smith and Jigba, as of this afternoon, uh, goes over 12 and a half, and he puts them again in his mock draft at 20. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm scrolling through a number of mocks, and the the only one, let's see. It seems like everybody has 12 or higher. Like, that's where it starts, at 12. And I do see a number having him have slipped. Like, Brugler has him going 20 overall. Uh, Solak also has him 20 overall, just like Evan. So a lot of smart people have that as a landing spot for Smith and Jigba. So that makes sense to me. The The other name that and I talked to uh, Scott Smith today, a four for four on my show about this. And he's one of the guys who's had really accurate mocks is a name that's been jumping, I'd say for weeks now, including the bears. Um, and that's Darnell, Wright. Like that guy might pop into the top 10, and that's a guy where you can get some good, pretty good plus money. Um, I, I think people are not sure what the order is going to be on offensive line between Skaronsky, Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones. Well, Darnell Wright might also enter that conversation. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Joe is on BetQL Daily in the Odyssey family, and you can find uh, his work there. He's an Odyssey insider. I don't have to read the whole thing. Uh, no, show, I believe <laughs> no. we're not at an Odyssey station. Uh, Adam Smith and Jigba, like in fantasy, the later he goes, that's maybe good. Uh, yeah, it's, I know people are always talking about draft capital, and all that, but I think like, you know, if you're a first round receiver, you're a first round receiver, just some teams might not need uh, a receiver up top or they might have more pressing needs. But yeah, usually yeah, if you last longer as a receiver, that's great because you might end up on 
the Chiefs or the Bills or a team that could really uh, teams usually with elite quarterbacks pick later in the first in the first round. So um, yeah, that that would be great for them for sure. Um, I know you guys were talking about uh, Evan earlier. He had he had I know he had spoken once or twice about maybe possibly two tight ends going before uh, the first receiver. Um, I love this tight end class this year, Joe. What what do you yeah. think? And what's the over under on like uh, tight ends going in the first round? Well, the uh, the pop the one that has been posted everywhere is the first tight end drafted, and okay. and I I watched all of my, Michael Mayer's career over at Notre Dame, and there's been a move on that, and and I wonder exactly why because all along Dalton Kincaid has been the favorite, and that has flipped. Uh, let's see. Oh baby, I know why. Yeah, uh, wh- which mock do you know what 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 do you so, have? So Evan here we are again with Evan like he should be in the room but I brought that up to him today because he loves Notre Dame and loves Mayor it's like he's the yes. perfect player and I said well Evan I've heard you say all this Kincaid is the betting favorite he said well I talked to Lance Zierlein today and he won't be any he won't be for long <laughs> okay so I'm looking yeah Evan is one of the few that that has Mayor going before Kincaid still and yeah, Lance Lance Zerline is certainly legitimate. Is he saying when when his mock is out there, Zerline is with I, they Evan? Did a podcast today. I don't. It wasn't up yet when I got home, but he's like he told me today. Mayor's first or words to that effect. You can find that on the Odyssey app at WGR. Evan saying that now it's getting pretty convoluted, but he predicted that that would flip, and you noticed that it did. Man, that's interesting. I would probably. I, I like Mayer too. I think he's terrific, but I I would probably bet on Kincaid now at this price. Okay. Now before maybe I would have considered Mayer at plus money, but I would. There are enough people out there that that I do trust. Nothing against Evan. Evan's you know terrific, but you know um, let's see. Josh Norris has Kincaid going before him. He's he's done really well at this. Friedman has a really close 26, 28 with uh, Mayer going first. So. Dallas, Cincinnati. If, if it's a coin toss and I'm getting, you know, if I can get plus money, I'll, I'll go with Kincaid. But I, I wonder if both go in the first round. That That's going to be interesting. But they're really I feel close. Like, I feel like yes. Yeah. But is there a third guy? Is there an over-under on on tight ends at where you're looking or no? Um, let me check on that. I have not heard. Darnell Washington is the, is the third as far yeah. as the odds go. And yeah. he's like 10 to one to be the yeah. first tight end drafted. I haven't heard any conversation about his name being up there as far as the first no. one. It feels like right. these are the, these are the two guys. Luke yeah. Musgrave, Sam Laporta, uh, other maybe day two, but possibly round one. Adam, yeah, but, does that, that work for you? Yeah. I think the tough thing too, from like a fantasy perspective and all that is like, it just takes, and even from the NFL, like these offenses are ready. These teams are ready to win the Bengals have Super Bowl aspirations, you know, the bill, the bills have been mocked, you know, to, to like a Darnell Washington, stuff like that. They're ready to win now. And it's tight ends. Just, they never, ever, ever make a difference in their rookie year. And nope. so you just, you just, even if you're like, Hey, this guy's going to be a pro bowler in four years. Yeah. Well, my quarterback is ready to win now. So it's, it's really tough to, to, that's why a lot of these tight ends, even though they might be worth it, don't end up going in the first round teams lean towards other positions. I think that's probably why, it's kind of hard to pick that over under on tight ends. I think about Kincaid maybe being an exception to that 
because you do have tight ends, you know, tight ends that play receiver. And we don't talk like this about receivers. Like Washington is a blocker. He is somebody who can make some athletic plays and has the speed to get down the field. But you want him on your team also, if not primarily, to play, you know, up front, be an offensive lineman almost. And Kincaid, who did not test, like he did not work out at the pro day or do anything, like he's just sort of leaning on his college career, is somebody who maybe can fit into more of like a slot receiver role, in which case, why couldn't he deliver, you know, Adam? I mean, like he's what? Tight end premium drafts, like the FFPC drafts, he's, I'm going to guess, like ninth or 10th round. I just picked him in one, too. Maybe a little later than that. I'm not afraid of it. That's all. The tight end thing is right to point out. I'm not afraid of Kincaid, at least, as a rookie. Mike, are you going to blow a gasket when B. John Robinson goes in the top 10 on Thursday? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. But what I want maybe most from this draft, and you might agree, is mm-hmm. for that to drag on as long as possible. Like, cause that could get so Ooh. much fun. And then you get the chargers and you get the Ravens and you just get Minnesota. Okay. They paid Madison. Not a lot. Like you get those teams in their playoff team, Cincinnati after maybe they cut Mixon. like just, there are some re- for fantasy Atlanta's okay, but you can certainly do better because he's probably a three down back anywhere, especially as his first round pick. So if you look, uh, yeah. if you look at the the team that he, he's getting mocked to, okay, let's just say running back is getting mocked to after Atlanta, the next the next team is enticing a little bit. It's Dallas. Twenty two percent of mocks have a running back going to Dallas. So, wow. that that's interesting. Um, Detroit too. Oh my God! If it happens at six, I've seen it. Oh. There's some people with that are that have a good. Uh, I think Walter Football had it at six. I don't get that at all. Like I, I know yeah. it's out there too. I don't get that at all. They just signed your David Montgomery. Swift yeah. isn't bad. Like I, no. I don't. I don't get the Robinson idea at all for Detroit. I don't get it at all either. And I and I've seen you know the running back mocked like you were even saying to the, to the Cowboys. I've seen Jameer Gibbs. I'm looking at NFL.com right now has Jameer Gibbs mocked to the Cowboys at 26 and I'm like, he's, you know, he's Tony Pollard. They already have Jameer Gibbs. You know, like, thinking. What, are you, yeah. what are you doing? You know? So I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think sometimes we'd like, Hey, what's fun. What a team, you know, what's, what's good for, for kind of clickbait here. But um, yeah, I mean, I could, I just, I mean, Gibbs isn't even a, I don't even think he's a first round type running back, but um, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's interesting to see who they got the, the, the running backs mocked to the lions would just be the, the weirdest, the worst, worst fantasy to the worst, oh, I yeah. mean, not for Robinson, but for the rest of it. Well, if you think about it too, like it wouldn't be the worst for the fantasy. like it would ruin like one backfield, what one back. I mean, the lions are tough to figure out as, as, as it is right yeah. the next they have there. Now you add another back to that mix. It stinks for everyone, but at least it's one team. Like whatever, if a running back goes in the first round to another team, that's going to ruin that backfield too. So you you know if you have shares of Aaron Jones or shares of Brian Robinson, like whatever running back goes there in the first round, if it happens, is going to ruin that backfield. Axler, yeah, mm. yeah, could be. I, and non fantasy related, but if Jalen Carter's staring them in the face, I don't think they pass. Who's that? The the, the, Lions? the Lions at six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
How dare you making a point that is not fantasy related? <laughs> How dare you? The nerve. Yes. the nerve. What's the over-under on, on Robinson? I think I saw 18 and a half a while back. Ooh. Oh, it's much shorter than that. Let me pull that up. Yeah, it's 18 and a half. 18 is, is the, the line. and Tampa. The Bucks. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably shorter than that. I, mean, I, I, I think there are – if he makes it that far – Guys, I think there are teams that would snap him up. I mean, the, the Chargers, maybe I mentioned, I think even Tampa Bay could do it. I don't yeah. know how sharp they are, but I, I don't think he's getting to the Dallas, Buffalo, Cincinnati crowd. Bears won't pass him at nine. Really? I don't, I don't think so. Oh, you know, you know why that's a good a good point? I mean, for maybe many reasons, but one is like Ooh. in sports, teams that have extra picks treat them like they're just found money. Like they don't treat them the same way as their own picks. So Chicago is good for this. Yeah. The, okay. This number's down a little bit, but it's used to the over it's six and a half for Carter. Oh, for Carter. Okay. Yeah. For Carter. That's Detroit at six. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that how they do those Joe? Like are they leaning on the team where there's maybe the most expectation? Is that how they make those numbers? A lot of times this was seven and a half last week. So obviously they were getting some money on the under. They brought that down. Now this is juice minus 155 to the over. So um, okay. Anthony, oh, this is interesting. See, I, as we get closer and closer, we'll see what uh, Arizona does. And same with Houston. But Anthony Richardson number is four and a half. And it's way juiced to the over. I'm just at the point where I'm ex- I'm expecting the first four picks to be quarterbacks. It's oh okay. I was a week ago, but I'm not anymore. Not anymore. But okay. What is Rich- Richardson is juiced to the over? Like they're expecting him to go later than four? It's over four and a half is minus three hundred. Wow. When so they're saying happen? he's not going to be a top four pick. Obviously, that's what they're. Yeah. yeah. Holy cow. That um, is that is interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. That. And I see, like you talked about earlier, Mike, like the trades is what is what's the unpredictable part. Like these teams aren't trading up. These teams are trading up to get a quarterback, right? They're not trading up for you know Tyree Wilson or something. So well, that that takes Indianapolis off Richardson. You're yeah. Saying, yeah, yeah. If they were to, oh, you're saying with that with that change yeah. minus three hundred. There's there's no scenario. If that's correct, where the Colts get Richardson, they're not trading down. They need a quarterback, and they'll stay at four, or they'll maybe move up. I think Seattle. Did you guys see Pete Carroll? Now, this is a long time ago, but he was talking. You and I talked about this, maybe, Joe. Like, Carroll was so – I don't know if he was lying or what. He's been in this a long time, but sort of like, you know, quarterback, this is kind of why we're here. Geno knows Seattle could be – and they Geno Smith was good. Like, one of these guys, Richardson or yep. Levis – is a nice idea for them, I think, at five. And to the Colts' idea, if you look at Ballard's history, now was it Ballard? Was it more Frank Reich? But every quarterback they bring in, they check those prototypical QB check marks, right? Those boxes. Um, would they go with Richardson? I think they prefer Levis to fall to them at four, and then they would they would snatch him up in this spot. And that that might be part of the thinking uh, with Richardson outside the top four. Or Stroud. He fits that, too. Yes. Oh, yes. Maybe. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, Richardson to Seattle is a fun idea. When, when does New York – you know, it was, a, it was a, a long 
escalating period of time where like when are we going to be able to bet on our phones and actually live like human beings and then it happened and it's officially like this amount of time later a year and a half or is it longer than that later where i'm like just come on new york like do i have yeah. to drive to uh i we did on the show on wgr check the mileage for what's the closest prop betting eligible state <laughs> and, and it, it was michigan but michigan had a, had a deadline like there was a there was some sort of weird deadline on michigan which is like through canada that's four hours it's it's closer than you but the other way is uh new jersey or new hampshire i don't know lame it's yeah I know. yeah i I've, <laughs> I've been hearing from a lot of people i, I can't believe the, no, the number of states that don't allow the draft betting is uh, more than more than people want to admit. It's it's Plus brutal. Awards. Yeah. Oh, the awards thing really bothers me. That's a joke. It's not a sport. We can't keep Joe all night, Adam. Any f- final questions? I do have a quick question for Joe. Joe, who decides on the position eligibility of these players? I made a bet two years ago on the over linebackers drafted in the first round, and all these edge rushers went. And I thought I nailed this this bet. And then you know, oh. ESPN had him as an outside linebacker. This one had him in a DN. That one had him in an edge. Like, who makes the final say on these betting sites, on these position stuff? Well, if like, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's honestly, it's usually whatever is, uh, whichever result is going to be in the of book's course. favor that's is the decision I mean. that's going to be made, unfortunately. But yeah, th- so there was nowhere... God, see, that's a that's a brutal one. That's yeah, brutal. because I'll never, I'll never bet the linebacker one again because I don't want to get caught up in that whole who's an edge, who's a who's a D end, who's a. It was it was it was crazy. I mean, it wasn't a big bet, you know, but it was just yeah, you know, it was wild. Well, I was looking uh, earlier first linebacker drafted, and it's a bunch. I'm like, oh, I don't really know any of these guys. It's it's they don't put those edge guys like. Drew right. Sanders is the favorite right now at plus 120 to be the first linebacker. That was not what I was expecting when I pulled up that prop. Right. Right. You you clicked on the box that said, I read the terms and policies before <laughs> you read the terms and yes. policies. Just come on. Off and on works. What was I Off and on Never works. Never not right. read the terms and policies. You're right. Joe, thank you so much. I mean, I always try to be effusive in my appreciation for your time, especially when it's here with us at night outside of the the company, the the family business. So uh, thank you. Of course. It was fun. Uh, Reach out anytime. Uh, Anytime I can make it, I'm I'm happy to jump on. Want to tell everybody where to find you, please? Yeah, you can uh, follow me on Twitter by my name and uh, links to the show and the podcast. All that stuff is up there at uh, Joe Ostrowski. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. Tuesday night's 9 Eastern. Next week is draft week. We hope to have you back here in the deep end. Good night. See you guys.